Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Slight to Bet, as ever, I'm joined by Greg for another look ahead to this weekend's betting action in Scotland. Greg, how's it going? Yeah, they're good, thanks. All good. Good, and we are delighted to have uh, Stuart Wilson, sports editor at the Esher Post and an avid Air United fan who's currently on the newly arrived Rooney bus. How's things, Stuart? <laughs> Yeah, all quiet down here, boys. <laughs> um, obviously, Scott Brown appointed as Air United manager. How's, uh, how's life shaping up under Bruni down there? Yeah, an exciting first week. Um, as you say, the Bruni bus has arrived and the, the support is um, thrilled that he's here. He's added a, a new dimension to the club on and off the park so far. Uh, off to the great start at Queen's Park with a victory on Saturday. Uh, and confidence is, is high, you know, it's brought a new spotlight on the club. Um, I think it will be there for a fair while to come. Um, and it's it's not going to be a dull time while Scott Brown's in town, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, the United this weekend, Stuart, will get to that pretty shortly. Uh, plenty to discuss in the Championship when we get there. Uh, Greg, we're going to start off with the Scottish Premiership this weekend and we'll run through all the fixtures. We've got six games on Saturday for a change. We do, yes. It'll kick off up at Pataudry and great to see five games kicking off at three o'clock. It's not often we get all six matches on the one day and it's certainly not getting all five games or getting five of the six games at three o'clock as well. Yeah, so let's start at that Aberdeen game at Celtic who are the visitors at 12.30 at Pataudry against managerless Aberdeen. Greg, breaking news today was that Barry Robson has been given the chop. Well, it was breaking news, but it was the I think everyone was expecting it. So whilst it got the breaking news story, I don't think there was many surprises or any surprises at all in Scottish football that he's finally been relieved of his duties after what just over a year in charge, I think it was. So Aberdeen now in the hunt for their what their fourth manager now in three seasons. Glass, Goodwin, Robson, and who knows who will be the fourth manager in three years to come in. Celtic are four to nine on Saturday which I think is actually a really good price. But we all know when a manager gets a sack, you more often than not find that the team put in a pretty good performance. Yeah, And, and you the did, manager's left scratching his head. You didn't see Celtic at the weekend either, Greg. Well, no, no. Their performance against Ross County. Far from convincing last week, Celtic, and a lot of very unhappy Celtic fans, despite the three points, despite the clean sheet, I think Celtic fans are looking for a little bit more than scraping past the, the second bottom side team in the league, 1-0. But yeah, the 4-9 to nine does look big for me, definitely part of the Akers. Um It'll be the old 3 o'clock reload um, if Celtic <laughs> fails to get the three points in this match. It's not a match to be getting on for me, to be honest with you. I, I do think Celtic look pretty decent at 4-9 to nine to get the three points. Over 3.5 cards is 5-6, to six, which I don't think is the worst of shouts. Yeah. And I guess it'll be interesting to see how do the Aberdeen players react to, to Robson leaving. And like, as I said before, more often than not, teams tend to put in a pretty good performance. So it'll be a fascinating game. Celtic corners, obviously, has been a big mainstay this season for us. They they got the four corners that they needed on Saturday at 4-9. They're four trying to hit three first-half corners here against Aberdeen. And they're 21-20 to, to hit four. So there's probably an angle there as well, but for me, it's probably a match, a match best left alone, I think. Yeah, Stuart, um, 
you were kind of quick off the mark with the Bruni appointment. Obviously, you've got your contacts down there at Air, um, and you kind of knew that was uh, coming up. There's been quite a few names linked with this Aberdeen job. I'm just going to go through the quick list. Alex Neil, Neil Lennon, Paul Heckingbottom, Derek McInnes, Paul Lambert, Robin Nielsen, then you're into guys like Paul Ince and Dwight York. Any thoughts on, on who might get the gig at this early stage? Yeah, I saw uh, reports earlier today that uh, they're looking for a kind of short-term appointment. Um, even the name Neil Warnock was getting thrown about. Um, you know, just somebody to, to get them through to the summer um, and then they can maybe take more more of a relaxed approach about it and make sure they get the next appointment right. You know, as, as Greg was saying, they're going through managers like Doses Assault at the moment, so the next one has to be the right appointment. Um, so maybe they don't want to rush into this one. That list you go through doesn't exactly inspire you, does it? Um, it's kind of jobs for the boys type of thing. So um, I, I, it's an interesting game on Saturday because, like Greg touched upon, you usually get that bounce factor when a manager leaves. I don't necessarily get the impression the Aberdeen players had ever chucked it under Robson as such. I think he's a, a guy they, they wanted it to work for, um, it, for whatever reason, tactical, whatever. It, it just wasn't happening. Um, so we might not see that usual bounce for him leaving, but at the same time, as you say, Celtic are not um, in the kind of form that we're, we're accustomed to with them, even though they're five points clear and, and the fans are still up in arms. So it's not a game to be getting overly involved with. Greg's angle with the cards, though, is probably exactly right. That's a very fair price for, for just the four cards in a, in a game where the, the atmosphere will be uh, pretty hot as usual. Yeah, and I think just to back up Greg's four to nine price, Greg, it's just one win in 34 for Aberdeen against Celtic. <laughs> That's absolutely shocking, isn't it? Yeah, That's losing. really bad. That victory came on the final day of the season with Celtic already had the league title wrapped up, so a bit of a, a nothing game at that. Wow. So, yeah, I think when you put it into perspective, the 49, uh, you know, if you're backing that every time Celtic played Aberdeen, then you'd, you'd be up a pretty penny. Um, OK, let's have a look at some of the other games on Saturday, three o'clock kickoffs. Greg, we've got Dundee against Hearts and, and probably some fairly decent form. Uh, oh, Hearts, absolutely, yes. Hearts are absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and away from home, Hearts have been a revelation. They've actually won five of their last six away games. And I've been pretty critical about Hearts on the road over the last, well, since we started doing the podcast, to be fair, four or five seasons ago. But they've beaten Kilmarnock away 1 0. No easy feat away at Rugby Park. They've gone to Pitt Celtic and won 2 0. They've beaten the Hibs in the Derby and they've beaten Livingston away 2 1. So on the road, much, much better from Hearts. And that's probably going to make them, I think, obviously, just secure in, in third place given the fact they've got decent home form as well. I think 5-4 to four is a, a decent price. Dundee are really fascinating for me at the moment. Yeah. Dundee are 2-1, to one, and there seems to be a, a hype about Dundee, and I, and I get it. But w- when you look at their form, it's not great. They've only won two of their last ten matches, Dundee. They've kept one clean sheet. But they're getting spoken about European football and know they've got games in hand. So don't get me wrong, they've, they've, they've absolutely recruited really, really well. Dundee, I think in the, the January window, Dockett's done a really good job there as well they're having a good season, obviously a newly promoted team, they've got two games in hand, I think over the teams above them and they got a decent point at Pataudry last night, but as I said before, two wins in ten it's, it's not really a team that's um, doing great is it? Two wins in ten and just one clean sheet so th- this is the sort of game though in the past you'd expect Hearts to slip up in 
and the two to one in Dundee, I guess, might appeal to people, but you can't really back against Hearts in the form that they're in, and obviously the, the form that Lauren Shanklin's in as well. I think he's six to four anytime on on Saturday, and he is four to one uh, first goal scorer. I mean, there, there does seem to be a bit of a kind of feel good factor around Dundee at the moment, Stuart. Certainly. Uh, you know, they've done tremendously well coming back up to the top flight. Uh, Owen Beck is back from Liverpool, which is a bit of a coup for them, I think, for the remainder of the season. And they even did so well last week that Div gave them Team of the Week for their 4-1 win at Livingston. <laughs> yeah, I, I was exactly the same as Greg when I was looking at this earlier on. I, I think the price was 21-10 to 10 when I was looking at it, and, I, and I'd written down, you know, that is too big. But then you, you dig deeper into the form, and you're like, where is that coming from? Where's the hype coming from? The one Beck signing obviously was big for them. Um, they're doing well under Doherty to be in, in sixth place. That's not what I would have had for them at the start of the season. But conversely, Hearts seven out of their last eight. They've won. You can't knock that. You know, defensively very good as we speak right now on Wednesday night. Shanklin is still part of the squad. Looks as if he's going to stay there. So that would be a big boost for them getting into this. Not a game for me to be getting involved with. Um, I do think the price on Dundee, if you were holding a gun to my head, I would say this Hearts run has to end at some point, um, and this might be the game that it ends in, um, but it's a very, very tricky game to call. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. It's very hard for teams below Celtic and Rangers to put the type of runs together that Hearts have managed um, in terms of the wins. And as you say, it's got to come to an end at some point, um, and maybe maybe Dundee by half five on Saturday night will look like a big price. Uh, let's have a look at Hibs v St Mirren, Greg, you have, you have been absolutely hammering St Mirren on our group chat. This um, they are at home to Hibs, um, who you obviously fancy, but the note of caution is Hibs are 19 to 20, the wrong side of evens. Well, they are now. Um, we got them at 11 to 10 yesterday, and also 5 to 4 to score 2. That was on Tuesday. I just think, again, we need to dig a little bit deeper in terms of this match. St Mirren had a terrific start to the season, but that's a long time ago now. And when you look at their current form, I would say the last three months have been pretty poor. Three wins in 14. And I know they've played Rangers and Celtic and all that sort of stuff, but over the course of 14 matches, they've won three. But the big thing for me is, I never realised until probably Tuesday just how awful they've been in front of goal. Incredibly, they've only they failed to score in five of the last six matches. And when you go further back, they've actually failed to score in eight of their last 10. And I think that's probably slipped under the radar a little bit, purely on the basis that Aberdeen have been catching a lot of the limelight in terms of their poor run. Livingston have been poor. Motherwell have been poor. St Johnston have been poor. Um, and it's just kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Hibs are in a bit of a kind of funny position at the moment, Hibs, in terms of still within top six, still within their grasp. Montgomery, I just I don't know how that's going to work out. Hibs are a bit similar to Aberdeen in terms of just really can't seem to get the right appointment. And fans tend to get irate and before you know it, they're onto their next manager. But they have enjoyed scoring against St Mirren um, in recent matches. They've scored 10 in the last five meetings. They scored 2-4, two, 2-2 two and 2 um, in, in four of those five games. And I just think at home, Hibs are probably due a, a, a three points, I think. They came back from 2-0 down last week against Kilmarnock, albeit probably aided by a, a horrible decision by uh, by VAR on the on the red card. But I, I don't think you can be back in St Mirren here. Their away form is dire. 
They're not scoring goals. Scoring and goals. as I said before, three wins in 14 doesn't inspire any confidence. So for, for me, this is a bit more about how poor St Mirren have been recently rather than just how good Hibs are. But that said, St Mirren don't turn into a bad team overnight. They'll go there and they'll make it competitive. But I just think backing Hibs to win at 11-10 to 10 is worth backing. And I also fancy Hibs to score too. Yeah, in terms of goals, certainly goals because seem to follow Hibs around uh, Stuart. They're without Martin Boyle at the moment. Obviously, he scored for Australia in the Asian Cup. Um, but you still fancy quite a few goals at Easter Road this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going to go against Greg's stats, which he's reeled off there about the goals. Purely from the fact, I think this game is going to be quite open because both teams are coming under a bit of pressure here for different reasons. Um, Hibs... The Montgomery thing at Hibs, I'm, I'm with Greg, I, I don't see this working out, um, especially with the, the situation there with the investment that they've had confirmed this week. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of pressure now on him to deliver results and deliver them, you know, pretty imminently. Um, so it'll be interesting to see a, if he makes the summer and B, how long beyond the summer he lasts um, with, the, with the spotlight that will come on the club and the expectation level that will rise there. So. Hibs, Hibs have won one in the last seven, so that's got to change pretty quickly um, if he's still have much of a future there. So I would expect them to, to you know, have to go for it on, on Saturday. And, and likewise, St Mirren you know, have got to turn around their recent form. So I just thought the price of 11 to 10 for, for over two and a half goals was was just too too big. Um, I think that's a bit of value. Yeah, and I think that's kind of backed up by you know games that we've seen with Hibs. As Greg says, they had to come from two down at Kilmarnock last weekend to finish the two. I think they had a 2-2 draw with was at Ross County a couple of weeks ago as well. So, yeah, could be set up for goals there on Saturday as well. Um, we'll recap all these bets at the end of the podcast. Um, so you won't miss anything. You can take a note of them then. Uh, let's have a look at Motherwell v Kilmarnock. Motherwell um, just four wins in 22 now, which is absolutely abysmal. This season, having started the season, what felt like really well. Um, Derek McInnes at Kelly, you know, really doing a fantastic job down there. They've got them, he's got them fourth in the table. <laughs> and I just wonder how serious discussions, uh, certainly online and uh, amongst the pundits, might be for McInnes to make a return to Petodre. Is that something you think might be possible? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know whether he would, would be interested in going back. Um, but you mentioned Motherwell's form. Um, I think when I was last on the pod a couple of months ago, I, I said I'd be surprised if Kettlewell lasted another month. Um, but here we are. Um, in fairness to them, I think they're unbeaten in the last four, but they're scratching and clawing and there's just there's no real semblance of of turning the corner, really. Um, and it, it just feels like he's, he's still on borrowed uh, time there. Um, and when I looked at the, the price on Kelly, of um, around about 75. Um, it's just two teams going in completely different directions. Um, and as much as an airman, I would never uh, overly want to be throwing money at Kilmarnock. I just think that price is completely wrong. Yeah, Greg, it kind of feels like it, doesn't it, based on the two sides forum of late? Yeah, Kelly look really solid for top six. Uh, they are having a really good season. Their home form's solid. They don't lose many games at home, Kelly. And I think you have to take your hat off to the Derek McInnes. He's done a great job down there. I do, I do think, as I've said before in the podcast, I do think the Kelly board are backing Derek McInnes. So he's, he's probably got one of the bigger budgets uh, in the league for the kind of bottom kind of six, seven sides. But Motherwell, as Stuart said, it depends who you look on it. We all love a game of putting positive spins and stuff. It is one defeat, sorry, one win in 18 
for Motherwell, which is just disgraceful, really. However, <laughs> it's one defeat in six, and they're unbeaten in their last three matches. And, and Theo Bears turned into Pelly. So, <laughs> um, four goals and four for the big Canadian striker. So, I, I think the price in Kelly, 29 to 20, 6 to 4, is probably about right. Maybe you could imagine it'll be a little bit shorter. And they may go off shorter on 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 Saturday. But Kelly's away form hasn't been great over the years, but it has improved. They've picked up some decent wins in the, on the road, Kilmarnock. This, for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to touch this game. As a, same as a lot of games in the Premiership in terms of who's going to win the match. But I do think it's a match in which we'll see goals in. Motherwell do not keep clean sheets. Any idea how many clean sheets in the last 18? None. Zero. One. One clean sheet in 18 they've had. Uh, I fully expect come on and score. But that said, Motherwell do score. They do have goals in them, Motherwell. And I think we can see at least two goals in this match. Uh, it worked for us last week, back in these two sides in their, in their respective matches. So I'm going to double this up when, with the goals in the Ross County v St. Johnston match as well. Yeah, okay. So let's look at that, let's look at that one as well, Greg. Um, do we have to? <laughs> You're making the trip to Dingwall, uh, I believe, on Saturday, are you? Yes, I'll be going up. Looking forward to the uh, 8 o'clock train up to uh, Dingwall. So it is potentially a big game at the bottom there, Greg. Obviously, Livingston getting a bit detached, but it could be between these two as to who finishes in that second bottom place. No, it really is. It's a massive game. Uh, Ross County will be kicking themselves last night, being up 2-1 with a few minutes to go and being pegged back to 2 all. Still gives them a, a nice little cushion across Livingston, uh, I guess seven points in terms of goal difference, but it, obviously two points would have moved them above St Johnston and Motherwell, I think, um, last night. Ross County 5-4, to four. be great to find and listen to Derek Adams' post-match interview on, on Saturday at quarter to five, depending on how, how, how this match goes. St Johnston 5-2, to two. listen, our away form, here, here's a good laugh for you, right? We've uh, played 10 away matches this season. We've lost six. We've drawn four. So we haven't won any. And we've scored three goals. We've scored three goals. In fact, I don't think I've seen a score away from home this season in the games I've been to. <laughs> I'm not expecting that to change this weekend. However, Ross County are far from watertight. But what Ross County do have is they've got goals in that team. It still hasn't kind of worked out that way yet. But they've got a few players who can score goals. Um, Simon Murray scored two last night, actually, for, yeah. for County. So it's another match where the bookies have got this place quite nicely. It's just a shade below one to two. And I think when you're getting that sort of price for two goals in a match with two teams that really can't defend, then more than happy to take over 1.5 match goals in this game. And that's the um, the second part of that double. So Motherwell, Kilmarnock and Ross County, St Johnston, both games over 1.5 match goals, and that pays even money. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing this Ross County game isn't one that you're likely to get involved in, Stuart. No, it's not top of my excitement list. Um, <laughs> I think I, I don't have the card price to hand, Greg. I don't know if you do, but it, it does scream a game that, that should be uh, pretty trigger-happy for the cards, given what's at stake. Um, well, believe it or not, you see, the, the bookies have set this quite low as well. It's 4-6 to six for four cards. Ah, right, okay. Now, normally really? in the Premiership games, the the line's set at four point five. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. That the Celtic game is five to six for four cards, and this game is four to six for four cards. So maybe an angle there. 
Yeah, that that would be the obvious play. I mean, of the two teams, Ross County, you would you would fancy it at home, but Derek Adams. I mean, he's he's pressers and he's post-match stuff a box office from a journalist's point of view to listen to. But as fans and and players, you must just be shaking your head when you whenever you listen to it. So one um, thing it is for sure, we will concede the goal on Saturday. So there's one goal already. <laughs> so Craig Levine hasn't tightened you up, is what you're saying? <laughs> he has at home, but I guess the big problem for us is scoring goals. And mm. in terms of our away performances, yes, we've got the Celtic Park and drew nil nil. Got a nil nil at Livingston and a nil nil at Aberdeen. But three goals in ten games though is really worrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and, on that. And I don't see us keeping a clean sheet. Just on that card, I go Ian Sneddon. Familiar with him? He's the referee. Sneddon's uh, never heard of him. The second Premiership game this season, he carded five players and issued a red. Okay. And he's- um, I think he averages about four, four point three six in the championship. It is so, yeah, not shy of a card or two either. I think as Stuart said, that Ross County love a booking, so they're, they're literally getting two cards a game every yeah. game. Um, and I would expect again probably both sides to get maybe at least two cards here. We've got plenty of candidates as well for a card. So yeah, I think that's quite a good part of a double that element over three point five match cards at four to six. Yeah. Okay, last but not least is Livingston's visit to Rangers. A point for Livingston last night, Stuart. They came back from Ross County, um, but you suspect it might be a long old afternoon for them at Ibrox at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Livingston are down even by Martindale's own admission. Um, in one of his uh, post-match interviews the other day I was watching, he, he pretty much said that. Um, they had to win last night and didn't. So, uh, yeah. I think it'll be a very, very long afternoon for them. Hard to get an angle into this. Even Rangers minus two is only evens. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's one just to, to sit out and it's a case of how many Rangers win by. Yeah, because they're on to Greg. It's only 8 to 15 Rangers to win to nil. <laughs> they're on to you, not to me. Yeah. <laughs> very disappointed in that price, but uh, yeah, not many angles on this one, is there? No, I don't think there is. Obviously, Rangers are well-rested, having not played midweek. Livingston played last night. What I will say about Livingston, they don't tend to lose games by many goals. I know they lost 4-1 to Dundee on Saturday, but that, other than that result, they, they, they only tend to lose by one goal or two goals. So Rangers' corners could be an angle here. Again, the lane's set very high, but I, I guess there's probably an element there you can look at Rangers' corners, um, 8-13 to 13 to get 8. They're only evens to get 9. So you'd have to look at Rangers' first half corners, similar to the Celtic angle. They're four to six to get four first half corners. So again, that's probably a really solid shout in terms of the first half corners market. Rangers four first half corners at four to six. Yeah. Okay. I think there's probably better betting opportunities elsewhere this weekend, Craig. So um, there's enough for us to get involved in elsewhere than Ibrox. Yes. Um, before we dip into the lower leagues, there is the Scottish Challenge Cup semi-finals this weekend. Stuart, we've got Wraith Rovers v Airdrieonians on Friday night. We've got Falkirk versus the Welsh side, the New Saints, on Saturday. Um, any thoughts on these? No, move on. To be fair, I'm the same um, as Stuart. Wraith are 4-5. It's not a match to be getting involved in at all. Who knows what sort of team, team lineups will be getting put out here. Um, Falkirk, even money at home yeah, just don't concern yourself I just wonder how much of a distraction there might be for the likes of Wraith Rovers and Falkirk, who are obviously That's exactly what it is, it's an unwanted distraction I think 
A hundred okay. well, yeah, in the case of Wraith Rovers, I mean their form has dipped lately as well in the league. And I, I just uh, obviously it's a semi-final, they'll want to go through, but we'll it's a distraction and a half. Yeah, not half. Okay, let's have a look at the championship. Um only one of the top five, I think it was last weekend, won. That was Morton, who are undoubtedly the foreign team in the league, if not in the whole of Scotland at the moment. Um, but the big game is obviously at Air United Stewart it said in the United who are the visitors. Um and it's just what four points from the last nine for Dundee United, even that came in a an eighty seventh minute winner against Inverness and with the Bruni factor in play at Air United having won his opening game last weekend. Air United must fancy this one, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Air's form, believe it or not, is three wins on the bounce when you, you take in the two under the caretaker manager, Davy White. So, yeah, well, listen, everything, everything is good down at Air at the moment. Um, Dundee United, as you, as you touched upon, ironically aren't in, in too hot form, despite the fact they're top of the league by a point with a game in hand. Um, earlier on in the week, uh, Air one as big as 92. That has been trimmed. Um, I think perhaps people catching on to the Scott Brown effect now. But um, yeah, listen, as the old saying goes, there, there is a buzz about the place at Somerset. They did play very well on Saturday um, up at Hamden against Queen's Park. Um, first full week of training under his belt, Scott Brown and Stephen Whitaker. Um, and you know, everything I'm hearing out of the club is that the players are absolutely flying, loving life under him. It's all set up on Saturday, you know, there'll be a big crowd in at Somerset and, you know, Dundee United will know all about it and given their current, you know, not poor form, but they're, they're struggling to get any rhythm, let's just say. So I, I think it's set up for Air to, to go and get a result on Saturday. I, I, I think it's 6-5 to five now for the double chance on Air and I think that represents really, really good value. Yeah, Greg, has definitely been a bit of money for Air. I took my notes, Air were 9-2. It's uh, Wednesday evening, they're out already, and to uh, Stuart, when he sent through his tips for the podcast, had them at 64 double chance. That's now been trimmed into 65, um, and that worries me. Well, what I would say is, and I don't want to piss over Stuart's air parade, however, Dundee United are a completely different proposition away from home. At home, Dundee United's form this season, I, I think it's been pretty disgraceful. Five wins from 11 games. Is simply not good enough. They can um, thank the lucky stars, though, on the road, played 10, won 8, drawn 2, and have only conceded two goals in their 10 away games, which must be the um, tightest defence in any league in the UK anyway, away from home. Just two goals conceded, 26 points on the road. They do much prefer playing away from Tannadice. And Air will have its backers. I might even go shorter than 72 come kickoff. I, I don't think I could back against United away from home, given their their form. And also psychologically as well, they've got a game in hand over Wraith. If they win this match on, on Saturday, they essentially go four points clear. They've got a much better goal difference, 33 plus to nine plus for Wraith. So that four goes to five, five points clear. And I think this could be the weekend that the championship has won if United win the match. Yeah, I mean, Wraith, I wouldn't say Wraith have chucked it quite uh, Stuart, oh, they, have. they absolutely chucked it. <laughs> Spoke on the podcast. Harsh, Meg. <laughs> Harsh but fair. <laughs> definitely, they've, they've hit that point, though, haven't they, that I think everyone suspected they might uh, tail yeah. off. Um, and, I don't think um, they've chucked it, have they? They're just, they're, they're, they didn't have it to chuck it away in the first place. 
for me. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, we went up there towards the end of Lee Bullen's reign and we had 10 men for more than half the game and it finished four each. Um, and we absolutely battered them second half with 10 men. And I think that was a sign then that, you know, that's, that was like four or five weeks ago. And that was a sign that they were starting to wobble. Um, and, you know, the last last month or so, the results have been very dodgy. For Inverness to go there and score three goals last weekend, and it's something we've highlighted in the podcast as well, Wraith conceded a lot of goals at home. Mm-hmm. Twos, threes, twos every single week. You can't win the league conceding two or three goals every week. Yeah, absolutely. So I will be, um, unfortunately for you, Stuart, I will be um, rooting for uh, an away win on, on Saturday. Um, well, for ant, for ant post purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you away with that one then, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's have a look at Inverness v Queen's Park also in the Championship. And uh, kind of struck me as Duncan Ferguson against Callum Davidson. Uh, Stuart, we've got some calibre of managers down in the Championship now with, with Bruni in there as well. Yeah, um, Queen's Park making an interesting signing today as well. I don't know if you boys saw Danny Wilson. Um, yes. Of Rangers fame. Uh, who I was amazed to discover uh, is still, still only 32, I think. Um, so he seems to have spent yeah. quite a lot of his time out in America. Um, so, ah, yeah, incredible signing for them. Um, we were up at Queen's Park last week. Totally different side under Callum Davidson, as I'm sure you'll not be surprised to hear, Greg. Um, you know, he's, ma- he's making them a lot tougher to play against. Um, far more solid. Um, so that all this expansive Dutch style football is going out the window um, and I think from now to the end of the season it's just going to be about staying in the league um, been very hard to beat not particularly pretty um, and one of my bets for, for this week is actually the unders up there uh, in Inverness on, on Saturday because I think the, the Inverness as well have been struggling over the past couple of months for form um, under Duncan Ferguson uh, and I can just see this being a really towsy affair. Um, with Queen's Park went up there to try and frustrate. And uh, yeah, so I'm go- I've gone for the unders at five to six. Yeah, Greg, it's not often we get an unders tip on this podcast, but I suppose that's the, the Callum Davis factor, is it? Well, yeah, I think Stuart said they, they had to tighten up a little bit, Queen, uh, Queen's Park, because even far too many goals. Uh, Callum's coming in and done a, a, an OK start. Obviously, winning at Wraith and his first match in charge was a great um, start to, for his brain. At Queen's Park. Unders takes a brave man to back unders, but there are games in which that opportunity arises. I think the biggest unders most recently that I'm probably kicking myself was when we when we played Aberdeen um, last week. But it was only 46. Mm-hmm. And I don't really be back unders at, at that sort of price. But yeah, um looks like a nice approach. A bit of a tight game, I think, up in Inverness. Yeah. Um, another game played in the Championship this weekend is Greenock Morton's visit to Dunfermline. Dunfermline now six without a win, and as I said, Morton one of the form teams in the table. Uh, probably looking a wee bit overpriced, Greg, it's a based on the form. 100%. I think the bookies owe Morton an apology for that price. Uh, 17 to 10. I, I don't know how on earth Dunfermline can be six to four favourites for this game. Dunfermline have been pretty dire. Morton, 11 games unbeaten. I read on Twitter that they've gone on five separate occasions since the 1950s, they've gone 11 matches unbeaten, but they've never managed to go 12. So that, that does put you off a little bit. Mm. But if you're backing or had to back a winner out of these two games, you're picking Morton every single day of the week. Yeah, even the, well, 
I was going to say double chances, uh, one to two on Morton, which will have its backers as well, potentially. Um, just quickly looking for the draw no bet price, which is 10 to 11. Stuart, which kind of keeps the draw on side money back, obviously, if it finishes all square. Yeah, I was talking to someone today about the league and how tight it was and uh, who would potentially go down with our growth if, if it, indeed it is our growth that go down. And I've got a sneaking suspicion Dunfermline might get pulled back into this. Um, you know, they haven't won since the 9th of December. Um, and I know they've had a couple of games postponed, but the, the form there isn't good at all. Um, and they need to turn it around pretty quickly. They're the one team that seems to be going the wrong way at the moment. Um, and as you say, Morton are completely the opposite. So, yeah, the prices are wrong on that. But that statistic that Greg just quoted gives you the feel, doesn't it? Because all weapons <laughs> are there to be broken as such. So uh, I, I would set this one out, but uh, the prices are definitely wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I just think um, that championship is just so hard to call from one week to the next, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of these leagues where everyone literally can beat everyone as much as a cliche as that is. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at week one. As we say, Falkirk aren't playing there, are 11 points ahead as things stand at the moment. Uh, closest to them is Hamilton. Uh, they're away to Queen in the South at the weekend. Disappointing draw for Hamilton last weekend at home to Montrose Stewart, um, which allowed Falkirk to re-establish that 11-point lead. Um, Queen of the South, since they, they lost 5-0 to Hamilton, I think maybe beginning of December or so, uh, I think they've just suffered one defeat since then. They've won four, drawn two. Uh, that loss was at Falkirk, actually, who are obviously top of the table. Uh, they also frustrated St Mirren in the cup, only went down 1-0 in Paisley against them. Um, so you quite fancy Queen of the South to maybe get something out of this game? Yeah, this is my one bet from League One. Just a couple of factors in it, really. You mentioned Hamilton with a disappointing result last week, and that's them, what, 11 points behind now. I think that really will have just kicked the, kicked the air out of them, finally, um, in terms of the title chase. So the reaction here will be interesting. Queen of the South, very strange side. You know, they got to Cove last week and win. Um, they're up and down every week. But I, I just think Bartley is beginning to get a bit of a tune out of them. I mean, you think back to earlier in the season when that interview that he did and questioning the players' mentality and playing computer games and stuff like that, and you thought he's going to be out the door within days. But he seems to have turned it around a little bit. So uh, I think I think the reaction from Hamilton will be everything in this game. But if they're a bit flat and realising that that's it gone now in terms of the title, then the, the Queen of the South double chance at five to four, I think, looks a, a fair price. Yeah, and Greg, you think there might be goals here? Yeah, I think so. As you say, it was a huge disappointment last week. I used a few swear words when that Montrose goal went in uh, late on because I think Hamilton have recruited well in the window. They brought in Mackenzie Kirk, they brought Hasty in as well. So um, a real disappointment result last week. And as Stuart said, how do they how they react will be interesting on, on Saturday. But yeah, Queen of the South have got their act together, you could say, finally, on defeat and seven. As you say, one of Falkirk is the only defeat at home. I think nine of the eleven games have seen both teams to score. Queen of the South's home form this season has been pretty disappointing uh, as well. There's been plenty of goals in their matches, and given Queen of the South are in decent shape themselves, fully expecting both teams to score here, and that should lead us to over two point five goals in this match. Yeah, before we move on from League One, Greg, I just wanted to touch on Edinburgh City. We weren't quite sure what we were going to get from from Edinburgh City. Um, you know, obviously, uh, pretty much all the players released to pretty much sign an entire new team. Um, they face Kelty Harps this weekend. Kelty, not one since the mid, uh, yeah, middle of November. I think it's eight games 
hammered 5-0 last weekend, I think, against Stirling Albion. Edinburgh City are 8-1 this weekend. Any thoughts? Um, not really. I'd be keen to see what price Edinburgh City are to score. Last week was a bit of a nightmare for them, going to Allen, losing 3-0, pretty much. They were going to go down anyway, but that really sealed their fate, I think, in the league this year for Edinburgh City. I was really keen to see how they got on against Annan because Annan were ultimately their, their closest challengers. But they've lost 3-0. But Kelty were, yeah, hammered last week by someone Albion. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be backing them at 8-1. But I might have a look to see what place they are to score. Yeah. Um, we've backed them on that front a few times. But saying that, they didn't score last week away to Annan. But they are playing a team in, in really poor form off the back of a, a, a hammering by Stolen Albion. Unfortunately, Bet365 haven't priced that up. No, that's exactly why I haven't said it yet. Yeah, it's not priced up yet. Um, we should get priced as close as the kickoff on, on Saturday. Just one other point in League One. Cove's form has kind of fallen off a cliff. Uh, Cove were the, uh, the form side in the, in the universe up until about maybe a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. They've not scored in any of the last three matches. And um, Ruben Burrow hasn't scored in four. So that's a crisis for him, given how well he started the season. There's been 23 goals scored in the last five meetings here. Still on Albion and actually still on the shout for the playoffs. They, they beat Montrose away 1-0. They hammered Kelty 5-0 last week. They're 12-5 to win this one. So there's maybe a bit of value in still on Albion. Certainly couldn't back Cove anyway, given their recent form. Plus, Cove played in the Scottish Cup last night away to Borough Rangers and required extra time. Yeah. So no ideal preparation for this match. I would say still and Albion look a bit um big and Cove look far too short at seventeen to twenty. Yeah, that's still an Albion price at twelve to five. Looks pretty decent. Obviously I was champion and still in Albion at the beginning of the season, but <laughs> it's all a bit long for them, but maybe they've got a wee bit of a, a resurgence. Um anything catching your eye in League One, Stuart? No, no, it was just the Queen of the South, but it's a very, very tricky card this week. I was just having a look at the Edinburgh uh, price there, Greg. I think you can get four to seven on them to score with Sky, which does right. look very, very skinny, doesn't it? Mm, yep. A wee bit bigger than that. Um, OK, let's have a look at League Two. Greg, you mentioned that you've got um, an over two and a half goals double and we'll find the second leg at Clyde VP Head. Yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. We've backed Clyde... Um, probably five of the last six weeks now on, on the Saturday to score and they, they got that early goal again last week at Spartans in a one-all draw but it's looking bleak for Clyde, they lost 2-1 at Elgin last night, went 1-0 up really early on great start but they lost a the goal a minute later and then lost a late goal to Elgin who looked like they're going to stay up it, it's a, a mountain to climb now for Clyde but their goals have, their games have been delivering goals and they are scoring pretty much every week Clyde and they play a Peter Headside who will be buoyant after ending Stenhouse Muir's fabulous run. Yeah. A yeah. huge win for them last week. Obviously, it doesn't really make much of an inroad in terms of the gap between Stenhouse Muir and the rest of the sides in the league, but it definitely strengthens Peter Head's um, playoff position in, in League Two. And I just think we'll see both teams score here. And again, similar to the Queen of the South Hamilton game, I think we'll see both teams score, and that leads to goals. So, Queen of the South v Hamilton and Clive v Peter Head. Over 2.5 goals, double pays 17 to 10. Yeah. Uh, also in League Two, as 
mentioned Stuart Smears run incredible run of 13 straight wins ended last weekend they are at home to Dumbarton this weekend I kind of thought the 3-4 wasn't a bad price for Stenhouse Muir on this one if you take last week's result out of the equation yeah, I think there's actually bits of four to five about as well, um, which, yeah, I mean, again, it's all about the reaction like we talked about with Hamilton, but um, you can't note the record uh, over these last two or three months. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's probably a, probably a fair price. Um, fully agree with Greg on, on the Clyde uh, shout as well. Ian McCall teams, as I know from his time at air, uh, are all about attacking with very little on the way of defence. So, um, you know, it's no surprise that he's gone in there and there's been plenty of goals in those games. Um, but he's right up against it now after the result at Elgin the other night. Um, so they need to, to be winning games and winning them fast. So 5-2, to two, maybe not the worst shout. Obviously, Peter Heder uh, currently in second in the table and they'll be well fancied. But, um, aye, McCall needs to start winning games at Clive. Yeah, and Greg, just a wee shout out about Spartans. I played Henderson last hatchet for them last week against East Fife. Uh, they're away to four for this weekend. They're probably a wee bit shorter than I would have liked. They're 21 to 20. Um, they've actually done pretty well in recent weeks, although they lost to Hearts in the Cup. Um, their other defeats have came against Stenhouse Muir, who are top of the table, Peterhead, who are second in the table. But prior to that, they were in pretty good form. Um, and they could be one to watch towards between now and the end of the season, potentially. Yeah, they have been, especially once we start looking at those playoff spots and who's going to finish in their second, third and fourth. So, in good shape, Spartans. But again, it's a way I don't really like backing sides away in League Two. Yeah, agreed. Um, anything else in League Two for you, Stuart? No, no, all good. Okay, okay. let's have a wee recap of our bets for this weekend then. Uh, start with yourself, Greg. So, yeah, two bets from the Hibs versus St. Mirren match. And I'm taking Hibs to win at 11-10. to 10, And I'm also backing Hibs to score two or more goals at 5-4. to four. So, kind of split stakes in, in that match. I've also got an over 1.5 goals double. So, the matches between Motherwell and Kilmarnock and Ross County versus St. Johnston. Over 1.5 match goals double pays even money. And I've got a lower league over 2.5 goals double, which is currently the South v. Hamilton and Clive Peterhead, both games were 2.5 goals at 17-10. And yourself, Stuart? So the nap is Air Double Chance, which is now 65. Um, Kelly at 75. Uh, overs at Hibs St Mirren at 11-10. Um, unders at Inverness Queen's Park at 5-6. And Queen of the South Double Chance 5-4. Good stuff. Thank you very much for that. Now, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter. Stuart is at Voice Air. You can follow him there. And of course, Greg is Browning84Greg, where you can find out all the details on how to join his private betting channel if you're not already a member. That's us for this week. Thanks very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. Cheers. <laughs>